0: Welcome to the ID Talk Podcast. My name is Peter Cantor, and I am the Editor-in-Chief of Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World. The COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated the trend toward remote work and mobile services, and along with that comes an increasing threat of fraud. That's why we are seeing a massive demand for remote onboarding technologies, verifying user identities and anchoring trust for future transactions. That is the starting point of today's episode of ID Talk, in which my co-host Susan Stover interviews Innovatrix's Daniel Farrak, head of product management, and Donald Green, business development manager for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. The conversation begins on the topic of fighting fraud with digital onboarding, before turning to an in-depth conversation of user experience. The discussion concludes with a look at the future of mobile identity. It's a crucial industry conversation and I'm proud to facilitate it here on the podcast. So without further ado, here is Susan Stover, Vice President of Digital Content for Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World in conversation with Innovatrix's Daniel Farak and Donald Green, right here on ID Talk.
1: Welcome to ID Talk. I'm Susan Stover, VP of Digital Content here at Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World. And today I'm joined by Daniel Farak, Head of Product Management and Donald Green, uh, business Development Manager for the EMEA at Innovatrix. Great to have you both here today.
2: Hi, hi, Susan, hi Susan. Thank you for, thank having, you us
1: for having us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm looking forward to hearing both of your perspectives on the podcast today. So I'll I'll just dive right in. So the current pandemic rapidly accelerated the ongoing shift to remote work and mobile services, underlining the need for next generation identity and authentication technologies. Why is strong digital onboarding solutions so integral in the account creation and enrollment process?
3: Yeah, so strong onboarding is integral because onboarding is uh, is the first and best opportunity for a company to uh, establish a trusted relationship with its customer. And a properly established trusted relationship at start means that companies can immediately offer their full suite of services to customers without needing to uh, wait for further identity validation. Uh, for example, by manual review of ID documents or even posting out letters for uh, contract signatures and those kind of things. Most importantly, uh, the cost of not having a strong onboarding solution can be very high and presents a huge risk to the business. Uh, These days, uh, fraudsters are extremely sophisticated, so it really is critical to have the most advanced and secure uh, onboarding solutions. I really don't think this is an area where companies should be looking to cut corners or save money. I consider this an extremely important investment. Uh, Finally, and perhaps more uh, or equally important, if you don't have a strong, secure, and uh, seamless onboarding solution, then a higher percentage of your customers will abandon the onboarding session because of that poor user experience. And in the end, they'll choose to do business with one of your competitors instead.
1: That's a really great insight there, Danal. Um, so what markets do you see as most in need of digital onboarding now, and how do you expect that landscape to evolve?
3: Well, currently, the the main drive to adopt digital onboarding, as you probably expect, it comes from banks and financial institutions. In the medium term, I don't really expect that to change significantly. However, as this type of technology becomes more widely used, I expect non-financial organizations to quickly realize that this technology can also help them solve critical problems. So some examples we've seen are telcos using it for SIM card registration remotely, ride sharing apps using it for driver and passenger identity verification, as well as many other tech-based companies who uh, basically have a need to establish a trusted relationship with their customers. Also, I expect this technology to have a place not just in enterprise, but also in government and national security. For example, when applying for or renewing a passport or ID card, when registering to vote in an election, or even when registering in advance of presenting at a border crossing. And we've seen the airline industry take a serious look at this, and I believe that soon uh, it'll actually be a regular thing for a person to verify their identity using their passport and a selfie through an airline's mobile application. Then they link that verification to their boarding card. And when they arrive at the airport, their face is their token to get through the airport and onto their flight seamlessly. The identity
0: industry is changing rapidly, and innovative technology will be required more than ever in the wake of COVID 19. Building strong technology partnerships will be key in responding effectively to these challenges. Innovatrix has been a biometrics industry leader for 16 years with over 500 successful projects in 80 countries and more than 1 billion people processed. Innovatrix's face recognition algorithm emerged as the fastest in the world in the most recent NIST FRVT benchmark, while also being among the top 10 most accurate. Whether your project is in government, law enforcement, or enterprise, Innovatrix is ready to work with you. Choose a partner you can trust. Choose Innovatrix, your biometric partner. Learn more at Innovatrix.com. And now, back to the podcast.
1: Over the past five years, a major differentiator in identity verification and authentication has been a frictionless and trustworthy user experience. What is the user experience for Innovatrix's digital onboarding?
2: Well, the best possible user experience is always one of the top priorities when designing products at Innovatrix. And thanks to sophisticated algorithms and AI, all key components of DOT are fully automated. So the user can finish the whole process literally in just a few seconds. Uh, Well, and I believe this is the most important factor which uh, can dramatically decrease its uh, drop-off rates in digital onboarding.
1: And how do cutting-edge technologies like liveness detection and AI enhance the onboarding experience?
2: Well, so first of all, we use AI to correctly classify the user's ID. So he or she doesn't need to manually choose among the list of supported documents. The next step is to automatically read all data from the provided ID. Again, thanks to AI, the accuracy of this operation is so high that in 95% of cases, all that the user needs to do is just to confirm the data without any corrections then there is a component which navigates the user to take a selfie which with instructions on how to achieve the best possible quality of the picture very important step is to prove that the selfie is done by a real person so so-called the lightness check and thanks to sophisticated neural networks we need only one picture to evaluate whether there is an attempt to first spoof or not uh, and of course, the last but not least is the speed and accuracy of our face-matching algorithms, which are considered as one of the best in the world, according to NIST evaluation.
1: Mm-hmm. And can you explain how, in real life, enter enterprises are using face recognition in combination with other technologies to remotely onboard customers?
3: Yes, yeah, so over the past four years, we've had quite a number of very successful rollouts of this technology. Probably one of the best examples of one at quite a big scale is one of our customers, which is a consumer finance provider in the Philippines. And their business model is uh, based around responsible lending to first-time borrowers or people who are deemed non creditworthy by uh, traditional banks and lenders. In the Philippines, they opened the market in 2012, uh, and they're now currently growing at a rate of 6 million new customers per year with peaks of up to 30,000 new customers onboarded daily at busy times. So in 2019, we rolled out our digital onboarding solution to this customer. The previous scenario was that a person went to a branch in order to sign up. They filled out a 25-page contract, produced their identity documents and other supporting documentation, and they were then onboarded. So the process then took, on average, 20 minutes for the customer in the store, and then it also generated huge amounts of admin work, uh, which required manpower to process in the background. So having integrated our solution into their app, a customer can now download the app, submit their ID documents, uh, have those documents processed in real time by our uh, optical character recognition algorithm, which Dano mentioned, take a selfie, which is processed uh, both by our face verification algorithm and verified against the facial image on the ID document, and also by our passive liveness algorithm, which is trained on deep neural networks to detect uh, presentation attacks and ensure that the onboarding attempt is legitimate. Then the customer can access a consumer loan in under eight minutes from start to finish. Of course, underneath that, there's a lot of smaller pieces to the puzzle. Dano mentioned some of them in his previous answer. uh, And by that, I mean things like edge detection of the document and automatic classification, which is important in the Philippines because in the Philippines, there are 20 different types of accepted uh, identity documents. So the ability for us to classify those automatically is critical for the user experience. After that, of course, there's a selfie with quality check and auto capture to ensure that a good quality image is being captured for biometric matching. And also there are upwards of 10 different security checks happening on different documents, uh, on on the ID documents themselves. So all these things work together more or less seamlessly, and the user just sees three simple steps inside the application. As a result of this uh, success in the Philippines, we've rolled out an identical solution for the same customer in Indonesia and Vietnam, and currently, we're onboarding upwards of 20 million customers per year without generating a single piece of paper.
1: That's amazing. What key considerations should organizations think about when evaluating vendors?
3: Well, I think it's getting more difficult now to evaluate vendors simply because there are more entrants to the market. And obviously, now with the current environment uh, and the post-COVID-19 world we will be moving into, I think that the AKYC demand is, is just going up. The question you need to ask yourself when evaluating vendors is basically can i trust the vendor and their core technology and their claims so to establish this i'd look at the following things firstly does the vendor have uh, experience and references and ideally references for similar use cases or solving similar problems that i have in my business an important thing to consider is is this vendor simply a system integrator where they take a number of third-party solutions and integrate them or do they actually develop their own proprietary algorithms? I would, of course, recommend looking at a vendor which does have their own in-house technology. And if they do have this, I would look at where that technology ranks in the relevant benchmarks. So for face biometrics, we have a very well-established benchmark, which is the NIST facial recognition vendor test. I would look where the uh, algorithm ranks on that. If we talk about things like passive liveness or any type of liveness check, we should check if the vendor uh, has achieved any presentation attack defense certifications or ranked in any evaluations. Also, it's important to understand if that vendor uh, invests in their own R&D and if they have an internal resource to develop the products from what they are now in order to keep up with the demands of the market. Another very more, maybe more pragmatic consideration is that I need to know if I can test the solution and the claims that the vendor is, is making and test it on my own data and test it at a large scale. And by large scale, I mean multiple thousands of uh, simulated transactions to basically prove the concept that's being proposed by the vendor. Another key thing is that, is the solution customizable? And what I mean there is that, are the workflows easy to set up to my business case? And are they easy to change uh, if I need to change them? Will, will that not result in a large reintegration job? Also change the look and feel as my app changes and consider the scalability of the solution. So it needs to be able to scale for the numbers I'm planning to be processing, not just now, but also in five years. Finally, and one of the most important things is to consider the support level I receive. From our experience, no matter how well packaged your product is, you'll always have some tricky challenges during integration. So you need to know your vendors there to help you, and then also to provide a good level of production support when the project's actually running
2: maybe just to add to Dono's comprehensive answer there is really a lot of vendors providing digital onboarding but uh, really just few of them owns the technology which is behind and i think this is one of the key differentiators for innovatrix in the
0: time it takes me to finish this sentence the innovatrix abus could have successfully identified you in a database of all the people on earth That's over 1 billion matches per second confirmed by Intel. Biometrics, Innovatrix. Learn more at Innovatrix.com. And now back to the podcast.
1: As we look forward at the mobile future of identity, when it comes to onboarding, what are the problems that are yet to be solved?
3: firstly i think it needs to be said that uh, that the industry i believe has done quite a good job in responding in an agile way to the needs of the market for example i believe we now have very accurate and user-friendly ocr algorithms which we didn't have a couple of years ago or even six months ago the accuracy of the facial biometric algorithms has improved in fact on average by a factor of 20 in, in the last five years so big progress there and now we're also moving from active liveness solutions to fully passive approaches to presentation attack defense. So in that regard, it's a job well done so far. Uh, However, I think that one challenge which hasn't satisfactorily been addressed by the industry is identity document authentication. And this is mainly due to the fact that we rely on quite basic hardware in terms of the smartphone camera for this, and simply it isn't able to detect and validate the various security features on different ID documents. Yes, many vendors, including ourselves, do have some level of security in this regard. However, I always tell my potential customers that no matter how good a vendor claims their ID document validation is, a very good forged document will usually pass through. So I believe this to be the state of play at the moment. However, I know that our R&D are working very hard on tackling this problem, and our initial results are very positive. So I hope that Innovatrix will be one of the first vendors uh, to offer an ID document authentication technology with an extremely high level of security, but I honestly don't believe that any vendor can claim to have such a solution as of today.
1: Mm-hmm. And and considering the rate of innovation, it'll be very fascinating to see where things are even in the next three months. A big element of that equation will no doubt be adoption by relying parties. How easy is it to implement digital onboarding?
2: Well, we provide complete integration support to our customers together with comprehensive documentation. and and code samples, which demonstrate how to integrate and use our components in the client's context. To create a simple demo app using digital onboarding toolkit is just a matter of days. And of course, a full integration, which with all clients' back-end systems is a more complex task, usually depending on the client's infrastructure. The typical projects range from 4 to 12 weeks. This is currently really the most typical length of the projects
3: that we experience.
1: And uh, how can listeners get in touch with you to find out more on the topics that we discussed today?
3: Yeah, I think the first stop should be uh, Innovatrix.com, where they can look up our digital onboarding toolkits, read it more about the technology and download some supporting documentation. If any of the listeners would like to reach out to me personally, they can do so via LinkedIn, Donald Green. Or simply send an email to sales at innovatrix.com and we'll get back to you as soon as possible.
1: Well, thank you both for joining me today. It's definitely a fascinating conversation that's definitely going to be accelerating at a expediated pace considering the current climate. And we're looking forward to continuing to look at Innovatrix solutions and seeing what you have to offer in the coming year.
3: Thank you
0: very, thank much, you Susan. very much, Susan. <laughs> So concludes Susan Stover's interview with Daniel Farrak, head of product management, and Donald Green, business development manager for Europe, Middle East, and Africa at Innovatrix. To learn more about the topics discussed in this episode of ID Talk, visit innovatrix.com. I want to take this opportunity to thank Daniel and Donald for joining us on this episode. And thank you to my co-host, Susan Stover, for conducting the interview. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter, Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast.